Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. I'm Emma, one of your co-hosts, and today I'm interviewing Angela Sprinkle. Angela is an LA-based TV film actress. She has been in TV shows we've all known and loved, like NCIS, Hawaii Five-0, uh, Blackish, The Mentalist, How I Met Your Mother. Um, shameless. She's really, really just done it all. Um, and she got her start in Chicago. She, so she is my girl. Um, but yeah, check her out on social media, all that good stuff and enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, Narrow Way to Broadway listeners. This is Emma and I am here with actually our last interview for the season, rounding out season two. And we are so jazzed and stoked and humbled and excited to have our our pal Angela Sprinkle on the show. Hey Angela. Hi Emma. I'm glad oh, to be we're here. So, yes, we're so excited. We were just talking on over like our recording software and I was telling Angela, we just it was a journey to get here people who are listening. We always pray for minimal technical difficulties, but when you put just two like normal gals from the Midwest, like up in this, up in this technological software land, we often don't really know what's going on. So this is going to be a good episode. We always say that if there are difficulties at the beginning of the episode, it means it's going to be gorge. So we're so excited to have Angela here. Um, Angela. Okay. Wait, Angela, were you like born in Chicago and raised here or did you just kind of start your career here? I know we've like briefly talked about this over Instagram. No, I was actually born and raised in Indiana. Love it. And a little small town. It's called Tell mm. City, T-E-L-L. Um, it's close to Santa Claus, Indiana. If you've ever, have you ever heard of Santa oh, Claus? No, but I'm I'm sad I haven't. Oh, you? I wish I, I had. It's known for Holiday World. I actually worked there growing mm. up. Number one Ugh. for family fun, and every yes. little it's it's not Disneyland, but that's what they're pretending <laughs> to be. But every little like land is a holiday. Um, so yeah, I grew up, had a very simple, great life in a small town and I went to Indiana state university. Cool. Um, I was not allowed to major in theater. I was the first generation to go to college. So it was like a big, big deal that I had like made it. Um, but I always, I actually did not want to go to college. I wanted to go to LA right away. And my mom is like, no, 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 no. Um, so I ended up going to college and I was very active in the theater department. Mm. Um, I was in a lot of the different shows and, um, just formed a great community there. And then Mm. I ended up graduating the day I graduated, I packed my car and moved to Chicago. Woo. Chai city. Yes. So that was kind of my intro to Chicago. I did not want to move back to Tell City, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's any, I love it, but I'm like, I have a dream and yeah. I'm not <laughs> going to go back. Oh, it's so classic. That's how I ended up in Chicago. Yeah. Um, I actually, I mean, I am happily married. I've almost married for 12 years this year, wow. but I was actually engaged to someone else. Well, not the time. I was dating someone else, My high, like my college sweetheart, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. And that's mm-hmm. when God like works in mysterious ways. Um, oh yeah, girl. And turns, it was it was it was not a bad relationship. He was more of a friend that I truly, truly did ha- like care about and loved. And yeah, um, that's why I went to Chicago because he lived mm-hmm. in Hinsdale, which is okay. a suburb. Yeah, and it kind of just opened a door for me. His parents welcomed me in. Wow. And then it ended up not working out. He proposed to me at Disney World a few no weeks way. yes a few weeks after I graduated college and I remember I was just so I was looking at a person that I truly truly valued and loved as a friend but knew that I didn't want to spend the rest of my life with them but I was only mm. 22 and had no idea 
what I was supposed to do with my life. Mm. Um, I said yes. And his family was waiting there. I mean, they had like the glass slipper ready for me. No joke. No. They literally gave me a glass slipper, like with our initials engraved. No. On that day. Oh, no. And no, so no. there was just this sense of like, well, here I am. And yeah. this is like my ticket to get out of Indiana and be in Chicago. But yeah. the Lord gave me permission to like release that. But I always, wow. I don't joke about it, but I always think of like, okay, if I wasn't engaged that first time, Mm. I probably would have never ended up in Chicago. I would never have met my husband in the first show that I ever booked in Chicago. And so even though those moments of like, oh, I was a little embarrassed to call it off or like, why did that happen? Mm -hmm. It was all in God's timing and just learning lessons for me. That is so crazy. I feel like I was actually having this similar, kind of a similar conversation, not, not similar, not exactly the same, because this is like freaking rom-com drama that we're talking about right now, (laughs) which I love. But I was talking to my friends about this because a lot of them moved here this summer to pursue, to pursue acting. Mm -hmm. They like got degrees in it, whatever. And they were like, it's just so strange how God can use something to bring you somewhere. And then when you get there, you realize that that's not your purpose at all for a season at least. And it sounds like, like you said, just working in mysterious ways, kind of using this past relationship to to bring you proximity-wise where he wanted you to be, locationally where he wanted you to be, and then kind of like flipping the switch. And I just feel like that is a testament to his kindness sometimes. Mm-hmm. Of and I, and I can see how that would have been hard of just like feeling that embarrassment of like, oh no, like, because yeah. honestly, you probably could have been fine. Like, with relationships, I think it's like, well, it's not like we all have that one one person who like mm-hmm. if we don't end up with them, we're going to be miserable. But it's like that's just – that wasn't God's best for you. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I would actually love to hear like – I mean just because of the tea of it all, the drama of it all. Like when you – so when you moved here, you came here, got the opportunity because of the old relationship. But then I know that you kind of started in the Chicago – comedy arena you did you did right I mean I was like never super super successful but I definitely like dabbed my toes I mean, yeah that, yeah that is a different world right oh it really is it's like such a fun tiny little world and it like makes itself so known because of second city and IO and all that stuff but um okay anyways actually moving on how so you got here mm-hmm. this engagement kind of like ended but but then at this point like you're here so what does that look like in terms of pursuing um a career in acting and you said that you got your first contract here and like met your husband on that contract mm-hmm. so it sounds again kind of like this weird windy path that God had you on it was definitely a weird windy path and I want to just piggyback on the embarrassment part I think being from a small little town and you're kind of groomed to go to college and get married. And that's Mm. what I thought I was supposed to do. But I just knew with my dream, my mom always told me she had me when I, when she was in high school and she always told me like, you need to make sure that you do everything you want to do before you have kids, before you settle down, Mm. which looking back, I know in her position, that's her feelings. But now, since that's kind of been ingrained in me, I feel like, Mm when, when is success enough? Like, when do you, when do you get to that point? And so I've kind of just been like, we've held off having kids for a long time. So I'm kind of just grooming myself to be like, okay, it's all right to, I don't want to say have it all, but to juggle it all with grace. And so, um, but when I said yes, there was this sense of like, I gave him my word. Yeah. And also like, I don't want people to think, you know, bad things about me for hurting someone's feelings. But then just letting that go, I knew that I, like you said, I could probably have spent my entire life with this individual. Right. We all have, like, God gives us free will. Totally. You know, he sets journey, like, roads in front of us, and we go right or left, and he will be with us that whole time. Maybe we might make the wrong decision, not the wrong decision, but make decisions and you know, what's in front of us might be a little tougher yeah, or easier, but I just knew that I, I wasn't the person that was going, he deserved better than me. Mm-hmm. And I say mm-hmm. that because he deserves someone to truly love him. Yeah. The way that he yeah. was like created to be loved by a human on this earth. And I knew that there right. was someone out else 
on this planet that was for him. And so that's why I put all of that aside. I called it off, which was really hard. I mean, it was difficult and I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Um, He did throw the ring at me. I mean, we are talking rom-com. He threw the ring at me. I can see it. Um, Yes. And so it was snowing. I was actually not living at his parents' house. I lived at his parents' house for a few months. I ended up booking the Awesome 80s Prom, Mm. which is an interactive improv show. It's kind of like Tona and Tina's Wedding. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. So it's basically all the characters are based on 1980 rom-coms like the breakfast club and so fun yeah pretty in pink so i was cast as the cheerleader um at the ben my husband my now husband he was in the show but there was there was it was nothing scandalous i did not like my husband at first i'm not i'm just gonna put that out there i love it um but i i was actually very shy i was going to a show on friday and saturday my fiance at the time would drop me off i was this little 22 naive little girl like changing backstage with all of these like I don't know very like they were just cool people like theater people and here I am like I have no idea what I'm doing right um and just like the smoking and the drinking like I was very naive I'm like right right right. what um not holiday land it's not no (laughs) yeah So I, and then I would just go back home to Hinsdale and be with my, you know, fiance's family. And that went on for a few months um, because I booked the show in June. I graduated in May, I think. I booked the show in June and I finally moved out of his family's house, I believe in October-ish or like September or October. And I called it off. It took me about a month to like work it up. I called it off in November. I can't believe we're talking about this. I have not no, talked I, about my, this. I don't honestly, know. Honestly, somebody needs to hear it. Who knows? Who knows? I, I mean, and I do think that there is something to be said about the fact that, I mean, I think especially probably for people who grew up in the church or people who are very like keen or aware of this, of like discernment as a spiritual practice. I think that mm-hmm. there's probably something to be said about the fact that like on paper, like breaking off an engagement is like really, really scary. Mm -hmm. And like would probably be hard to convince people that it was the right, like quote unquote, right thing to do or like moral thing to do because you keep, you know, like you keep saying, like you didn't want to hurt anybody. But Mm -hmm. I do think there is something to be said. And of course, your specific situation had to do with an engagement that you needed to end because it wasn't like what God had for you. But I'm sure there's probably people listening who maybe are at a crossroads in a situation where like, well, on paper, this this looks like the way I should take, but I also feel like kind of a stirring in my spirit that maybe that's not what it's for. Exactly. You know, and I'm, I mean, how, so how have you, I mean, or how did you kind of see the Lord show up in like affirming that decision? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, well, of course, meeting your husband is probably like right. a good affirmation. I mean, well, yes, but like at that moment, though, in that moment, though, I would probably say I was so young. I honestly don't know um, if I went to the Lord specifically for discernment. I think probably I went to the Lord like, help, help, you know, like just (laughs) crying out to him, which is totally cool. And he's there. Mm -hmm. I just think that I, I just knew that I had to release it just it just didn't feel right I had to release it and like I said before I wanted the best for someone that I thought I might possibly spend the rest of my life with but I just knew that I wasn't the right one for him yeah for sure I I mean and that's so great and like so admirable and thank god you're not thank god you didn't marry somebody who you you knew going into an engagement like he is not the best for me and I'm not the best for him there's somebody better out there you know like that would have that like you don't obligatorily that's is that a word i don't know like you should never like on with through obligation make a decision that's that big just because to spare someone's feelings like oh, ultimately I that know. would be way worse i think though when you're like love it it's, it's so messy sometimes and it can mm-hmm. blind you at times and so you yeah. think of like oh it can work we've been together this long and it's just sometimes it's better just yeah. to walk away 
I'm not talking about marriage walk away. That's a totally different thing. But when you are dating and figuring things out per se, I do think God gives you that grace. And like you said, discernment, we can go to him and he will, he will release us and give us peace. Yeah. There's freedom there. There, Yeah, there really is. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really great. (laughs) <laughs> really? I'm so glad you shared that. I just realized like this episode is probably going to be coming out around Valentine's Day, so like this is this is the direction that I'm really digging. This is the love episode. <laughs> this is the love episode. Actually, well, I mean, speaking of love, would love to hear mm-hmm. like a little more about like you, you know you and your husband and and dating and all that good stuff. I know like a lot of our listeners are like young people, you know, in hot pursuit of love, so. <sighs> Would love to just hear the fun, cringy, lovey moments that you said his name's Ben. Ben. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me, tell me everything, Angela. Ben is great. I love yeah. him. Yeah. I love <laughs> him. Um, he is. I'm gonna cry. He is just. <gasps> he's my best friend. Yeah. And he loves the Lord. Yeah. Um, he. That's not how our journey started together. Mm. He was in actually a really, uh, he was a theater major. For, he went to Loyola, a very mm. talented, he's a talented actor. He's actually given it up though uh, mm. because it's it's hard to have two uh, people yeah. pursuing this dream. And he mm. is, um, he took that responsibility to care for our family financially. Yeah. Um, so he gave, I wouldn't say he gave up on that dream, but he is, um, He's released it, I guess. He's like moved yeah. on. Yeah. So when we met, though, I, I met him in June when I was still mm-hmm. engaged. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said hi. That was kind of, you know, the extent. I said hi to everyone. And then I like yeah. went back to my, I was very shy. Uh, and then I had, um, my birthday was in February that following year. And they had a party for me. Wow. And uh, I know they were lovely. I'm still friends with they. I'm still friends with all of the promers. They wow. actually two of them were in our wedding, two of the promers, and then a lot of them came to our wedding. Where it was just a family. It was one of yeah. the best times of my life. Oh, um, I love it. It was it was pretty cool. So they had a birthday party for me, and I guess they had no idea how old I was. They thought I was like 18 or 19, <laughs> and which I was still young. I was 22. But when he found out that I was turning, I think 23, he started to like pursue me and he was kind of just coming out of relationship. And so we're like, is it a rebound? And, um, he, and I will, okay, I'm going to admit. So when I called it off and this is some, I don't know why I'm saying this. When I called it off, there was still this like holding on. Mm. Yeah. And, to my ex because like I would still like I was living in the city I had no friends he was working in the city and so there was this like I would go out to dinner with him and you know I mean Mm -hmm. he bought me dinner that's nice yeah and so I still wasn't like releasing him and the Lord was like you have to let him go let him go and live his life and I'm like oh fine and when you do that you're like I'm so alone yeah um and then I also didn't like when I'm Ben like asked me out, he actually took me into an audition. It really wasn't a date, but yeah. I, I was so poor. I was actually living on Michigan Avenue in a one bedroom apartment with two other girls. Wow. And I remember I, I had a lot, a lot of money saved. That was probably like the most money I've ever have saved in my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but at that time, like I saved so much money because I did not want to go home. And yeah. so I would literally walk to all of my auditions, like in the snow, like trudging through the snow Wow! because I did not want to, I think maybe it was like $1.75 at that point to like yeah. take the train. But I'm like, yeah. no. Oh, and I was a fighter. And I was eating like peanut butter and crackers and popcorn. Mm-hmm. That's what it yeah. like, that was my thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, we were like randomly talking one night at a show and I was like, oh, I have this audition for this play. And it was, I think I can't, I think it was like way on the North side, maybe. And mm-hmm. I was just going to walk and he was like, I'll take you. And so I ended up going to this like non-union theater call. I was there for over six hours. Oh, oh no. 
six mm-hmm. hours. And so like they would call people in and then you would, you know, do your thing and then they would pair you up. He waited in the car for me for six hours. <gasps> that is a, that's a hot pursuit. I know. Come he was, on. And I just wanted the ride, to be honest. I'm like, thank oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so from there, it kind of, we went out to dinner and he just, we just, I remember after our first date, I called my girlfriend. I was like, I'm going to marry him. And I know that sounds so silly because I was just engaged, but I'm like, this is the man that I want to marry. Yeah. Hey, when you know, you know, Um, I suppose. But the other thing was he, uh, he wasn't, I don't want to say he wasn't a Christian. He was going on his own little journey. And as we do, as we do, as we do, especially at that young of age, I, yeah. I mean, at any time, but like whenever you're, you're just figuring out, figuring out what you, what you believe. And, yeah. um, there was a lot of like trauma and divorce in his fam in his, in his life mm-hmm. that he was dealing yeah. with. So he was like on this own journey and yeah. I was definitely on my own like journey too. Um, mm-hmm. as we all are, but I feel right. like Finding someone who I didn't want to be unequally yoked. Yeah. And so, and it was important to me. Mm-hmm. And, but then I also am like, oh, well, I can save him. Right, <laughs> that's, that's course. a lie. That's a Missionary lie. You can't, um, you can't, idea. you can't do that. And so mm-hmm. I remember when I told my mom about the date, the first thing she said, is he a Christian? I got so mad. I'm like, mom, yeah. I was like, yes, he is. And I'm like, I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, but I continued to like, we continue to pursue each other. And I remember one time I invited him to church. It was like a couple of months after we started dating and he told me no. And I was heartbroken. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is not good. My mom, oh, no. and my mom, like she's praying every night, you know, like if he's yeah. not the one, like, you know, say like, bye-bye. Right, right, right. And so I never asked him again after that night. Yeah. I knew I knew that he was still figuring things out. I knew that he respected my beliefs, but I knew that he didn't have the same ones as mm-hmm. that I held close to my heart. Yeah. And it was about a year. We had deep discussions all throughout that year, but he never went to church with me. Mm-hmm. And it was one night because I did the awesome ladies prom for two years. We wow. did it. So it was a long run. So it was a steady paycheck for like your first like right. little booking. Yeah. And so he dropped me off at my house on a Saturday night and he was like, Hey, I'll go to church with you tomorrow. I literally, I wanted to scream. I'm like, Oh, yeah. thank you, Jesus. Yes. Um, and so I got out of the car and he picked me up the next day. We got in the biggest fight oh, no. ever on it's the, the way. Enemy. It's the enemy. We were just fine. I mean, it was awful. And he dropped me off. I think I, it was like, Park Community Church. It was a big, like, kind of mega church um, in Gold Coast that... Oh, yeah. I've been there. Have you been there? Okay. That's where we were going. And I got out of the car without him. Ah! And so I'm, like, crying. I'm like, oh, this is my one chance, Lord. Yeah. And he, about 15 to 20 minutes later, he came in to the service. And I didn't know this until a couple years later when he was baptized that he was driving and it was also a big deal for him to come with me on a Sunday because he was also a real estate agent at the time and so Sundays Uh, like big deal for like he was with clients all day right and so he had um pushed some clients to come to church with me and he said that he was driving he just felt this guilt of like going in to church Mm -hmm. and he pretty much like said god if I'm supposed to go like I need a parking spot because it was snowing. There's no parking spots. And that's like literally me as a full fledged believer for like the last decade. I'm like, God, if you love me, give me a parking spot. Give me a parking spot. Especially when you're like running late to auditions. I'm like, Lord, Uh I need a parking spot. Yeah. Um, But like the red, it was kind of like the red sea, like opened up for him and there were all these parking spots. So he's like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. He came to church with me and then he started going to this like 5 a.m. Bible study. Wow. Every Thursday. He wanted – he's very, like, analytical. He wants all the answers, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
and with God, like sometimes like that's, it's about faith, you know? Yeah. So, but he, he gave his life to the Lord and he actually is a minister now. (laughs) What? Okay. That's freaking nuts. Okay. First of all, just want to say, go God. Like God is so cool. I think here's the hard thing. I will, I would love to let you speak on this because you, you lived it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever seen the movie? <laughs> what? Have you ever seen the movie He's Just Not That Into You? Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay, of course. So you know how the whole time, whatever her name is, Gigi, I think. Her yeah. name is Gigi. Like everyone's saying she always keeps using the exception to the rule and tries to like apply it to her own life and be like, I'm not the rule or I'm not the exception. I'm the rule. Like if a guy isn't calling you back, he's not into you. And then she's like, but one time my cousin's like grandfather's boyfriend like was like, hey, I I didn't call you back, but I still love you. And they've been married for 15 years. Okay. So I feel like in this situation, Angela, Mm -hmm. you and Ben were the exception. Like, Mm -hmm. would you say like, how was it in terms of gosh it's just so hard also with dating in general because like we have no formula with dating that is given to us in scripture like we know how to treat our brothers and sisters in christ but pretty much in scripture it's like well you're pretty much brother and sister in christ until you get married and then you are one flesh Mm -hmm. and like there's we've kind of as a as a church and as a people have established dating as kind of this thing so i would love for you to speak on maybe advice you have for like what what made that season challenging what made that season encouraging like advice to like maybe people who find themselves in a relationship and aren't compatible spiritually Mm -hmm. I love that we're talking about this right now this is what I sit around and talk to my girlfriends about (laughs) um but yeah I would kind of just love to hear your perspective there because I think sometimes we like to predict what God is gonna do Mm -hmm. you know I don't know I don't know if any of that resonated, but just go ahead and hit me with whatever your thoughts are. Oh my goodness. I don't even really know where to start, to be honest. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let me, let me gather my thoughts. Sure. I think as Christians, especially, I'm, I'm not speaking all for all Christians. I'll just speak for myself because I, I hate, I hate doing that, but Mm -hmm. um, for myself, I, deeply selfishly wanted him to believe the same thing yeah that I believed and I think sometimes we want that for people we love or we want that you know we want to mold people to be who we want them to be in relationships and honestly mm-hmm. like it is it is our own personal journey mm-hmm. um with everything that we do but especially when it comes to knowing Christ and growing in him mm-hmm. and so I was taught in that time because I think the sprinkle before that, because um, I'm my dad was a preacher. I'm preacher's daughter. I honestly never thought I'd be a preacher's wife. Like, yeah, dear Lord, help me. Um, <laughs> but I was not pushy, but I came from a little small town and thought everyone like believed in what I believed in. Right, right. And that's just not how it is. And mm-hmm. and so I think I learned that just to have that patient endurance to have to be patient and to know that you don't pushing will only honestly push people away most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. if you just in any situation, because I have a lot of friends who are not Christians, Mm -hmm. a lot of friends yeah, and they know that I'm a Christian. They know that I love Jesus, but I've never pushed it on them. I just try my best to love them. And yeah. to show God's love through my actions. And I think mm-hmm. that's what I did with Ben. Yeah. Differently than I had done with, because honestly, the last, the, my fiance before that, he would, I mean, I bought him a Bible in college, you know, I'm like, oh, I, yeah. he, I want him to be a Christian. He, he right. honestly could honestly care less, Yeah, but I just kind of overlooked it and he was a good guy and it was all going to work out. And eventually mm-hmm. like we would have this great life. Yeah. And so with Ben, like he told me straight up, like, no, I don't believe that. And a part yeah. of that, it did hurt. Of course mm-hmm. I prayed for him. I prayed for our relationship, but I just let it rest. And I know some people would be like, oh, you shouldn't be with anyone who is not a Christian. And uh, I think that's so tricky. I think yeah. 
I think if God, I, th- I think what you said about discernment, yeah, asking the Lord, like, okay, do I have permission to be in this relationship or Lord, should I walk away and just be this person's friend? I think that is like, God speaks to us all differently. Yeah. But it and does I think also like surrendering, like, I think I, you know, I've been in relationships where I feel like we weren't on the same page spiritually. And my, mm-hmm. my main desire was like for this person to know God for me, like, mm-hmm. so that our relationship would be better, not because I wanted this person to know Jesus because yeah. it's the best thing about living on this earth and knowing Jesus is like the fullness that comes with it. And I think <clears throat> you're right of like a tricky line. And that's, and like you said earlier of like, um, being, being yoked, like obviously refers to like, um, our, our, like the, the way that people used to transport things with like attaching that yoke onto like a, like a cow or like a Mm -hmm. whatever. And the reason why is because it makes it easier and it makes it lighter. And it like, sometimes I have to remind myself that the things that God like has called me into and the things that God like wants for the fullness of my life are it's not because he just has these like random guidelines to just test us to see if we can focus on them it's it's because he is like this is this is going to make your life richer and fuller and I think this and the second thing is that ultimately Ben like the Lord wanted to know Ben and Mm -hmm. Ben wanted to know the Lord and like at the end of the day that's just what happened. Like mm-hmm. Ben was chosen and he, it was destined, it was not destined, weird. It was like designated from God that he would use the relationship for um, like allowing Ben to know him, which is so beautiful and so cool. And I think you're right. It can be tricky because we're like, but God works in mysterious ways. Like who's to say this person can't know the Lord? And it's like, totally. God has the potential, of course, mm-hmm. and like the power to do anything. I think where we can get, and of course you speak to this because I know that you've kind of, you have lived this, is like, I think where it gets tricky is where our posture comes in of the Lord being like, God, unless you allow this person to believe what I believe, I don't feel like you love me, you know? Mm-hmm. That was a lot, Sorry. No, I'm just taking it all in. It's just very, it's very, it's very heavy. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I don't really, where this it truly is like the love dating relationships episode, which I, I just, I love <laughs> that we're doing it. So fun. We've never done this before. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I am digging it so hard. You don't even know, Angela. No, I'm also an actress. No, I'm <laughs> I also am in the same industry um, as the people who are listening probably. No, I love it. <laughs> So fun. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question, but I, no, it was great. The God is awesome. good. I mean, and yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's all okay. I can say. I love it. Um, okay, just kind of like moving in. Yes. To one thing that I was excited to ask you about because your resume is freaking stacked, and I've loved stalking you on IMDb, IMDb, IMDb. I don't even know which one it is. Um, and you've done a lot of like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you've mm-hmm. done a lot of like guest star roles on all, like a bunch of the shows that are like we meet somebody and we have an episode with them and then we like never meet them again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like that's it's fierce. And I've seen a lot of the footage of you and I'm like, you better go off, like make make your career. Um, but I kind of was wondering like how especially you coming from a background where you did a contract for two years, like with the mm-hmm. same people, basically. What does that look like for you to be doing these projects where you're kind of in and out. Like, how does that community look like for you? Because now you're in LA, which yeah. we haven't established with the listeners. Now you're in LA. I'm in LA now. Yeah. Um, living the dream. Yeah, girl. Um, that's such a good question. I, It's bittersweet. Every mm-hmm. time I book a show, because the longest that I, the longest stint that I've been on set has been three days. Three days, Whoa. which I know that doesn't seem like a lot because, um, you know, I, I have dreams. I want to be a series – would love to for God to give me the opportunity to be a series regular and to be a light on a show, you know, longer than three days. But that's just what I've been given, and it's such a high. You're so excited, and you don't know what you're walking into. Thankfully, I mean, every set that I've been on, everyone has been very welcoming. But there's yeah. also a lot of tension you know, with 
like hair and make like everyone is under a deadline. And so that can yeah. always sprinkle through like that atmosphere can be like heavy. And so yeah. you don't know what atmosphere you're going into. But honestly, every time like the first people you meet is normally um, like the PA or the right. second AD. And, you know, then you finally you meet the the director and then you meet the people like in your scene. So it's just yeah. you're meeting these people so fast and yeah. then you do the scene and then normally on it, they, the people who are on the set every day, they're either very talkative or they go to their chair and I don't know, knit yeah. or read a book. Yeah. And you're just sitting there like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so excited. I want to talk to them. I want to like, right. not that I want to like be their friends because uh, hello, you know, like yeah. they have, they have enough friends. And I think when you're at that position, you're like, do these people really want to get to know me or do they just want to know me because I'm famous? And so I try yeah. to, I mean, I'm very respectful when it comes to that. I normally just say, hi, if they talk to me, I will like talk back. But normally I'm nice. just like in my zone and respect them. And I say, yeah. bye and thank you. So it's Dang. so fast. And then by the end of the day, you're just like, if it's a one day or if it's this, like, if you're there for two or three days, you're, you're excited yeah. to go back and they're like, Oh, see you tomorrow. And then, you right. know, they see you again, but so many people are going in and out of their lives yeah. and it's bittersweet. Yeah. 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 What would you say, um, tying love back into mm -hmm. this? Like, what would you say, is a way like God has loved on you or you have been able to like show God's love to other people in these kind of like touch and go circumstances or, or how have you felt kind of covered um, when a lot of your career has been, you know, quick? Quick. Um, sorry, I'm just thinking. Oh, I think – what was the first part of that question? I'm sorry. How do I show yeah, them? Good. Yeah. How do you show them or how have you felt? I guess too another, I mean, another way to phrase this question to be less confusing and more concise is like <laughs> how in a, you know, in your career in LA when you're in and out of set and you're not creating this depth mm -hmm. of community, right? how have you felt God kind of love on you in that? Love on me. Sorry, this is a tricky question. I'm yeah. still answer I whatever guess, you want. Angela. I guess I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm this this no. minute of this of this podcast. I'm like I'm letting us go. Um, hold on. I think to answer your first question, I think when I go to set and how I show other people love is just this is gonna sound horrible, but like treating them like they're special, but not treating them like they're special. Like just treating them like they're just normal humans mm -hmm. and they showing are. them they are. But we like yeah. to think like, oh my gosh, like this is a, you're, you know what? I, and I don't mean, right. and just for, for myself to, to be myself, to mm -hmm. um, try to just sprinkle some light on to that set um, in those moments where we do have di where I have dialogue with other actors who are at a different level than myself but just to be genuine and genuine with them and I right. think God's love for me shines through to them at that moment even though that they might not know like oh she's a little different oh right like she's honest and kind of raw and so that's what yeah. I kind of want to go into each situation is just to be yeah. re real, even though right. when you, you know you do get kind of nervous, like the first day jitters, and just you want right. people to like you. Right. But more than ever, like I do more so now than I did before when I first started. Um, every opportunity the Lord has given me to be on set, like I do want to be a light, and if that not yeah. to like go like ah oh, Jesus is the answer, like because that's right. you know people would vomit at you know not like right. you to be honest. So I just honestly want to be like the salt in the, yeah. you know, to just sprinkle the salt girl to sprinkle the salt and yeah. for them, yeah. maybe not to know. And honestly, God has come up uh, probably in oh, like maybe 10 different shows that I've been on. Like when I'm sitting in the makeup chair, mm. 
I'll just start talking about, you know, God and like the makeup lady is a Christian. Um, Isn't it cool how God like does that for us? He like will always put people to be like, hey, just reminder, you're not alone here. Yes. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first booked, my first show that I booked here in LA um, was How I Met Your Mother. It was this tiny little role. One of my favorite shows, Ben and I, we were driving cross country and I was talking about like all of my dreams and all of my goals. And I told him that I wanted to book How I Met Your Mother. And it was in the last season. Oh, wow. And he's like, okay. I mean, and again, he is my biggest cheerleader, but he's like, okay, Sprinkle. And yeah. my husband, he does call me Sprinkle. <laughs> um, he's like, good, you're, yeah, good luck. And yeah. so I ended up casting workshops were a really, really big thing when I first moved here. Now it's not so much. Mm. Um but I went on so – I mean, I probably went on a hundred different casting workshops. Wow. I invested a lot, a lot of money in casting workshops. Yeah. And I actually made a lot of great connections, and I booked a, a handful of things from casting workshops. But nice. I went into the cat for the casting director. Um, She's actually in Chicago. Oh, my what? gosh. Her name is slipping my mind. Oh. No um, way. Yes. That's she so weird. She's in Chicago now. Um. I wonder. This, I wonder who it is. Which is, one? Is it Claire Simon? No. And Sarah it's not. Clark? Sarah, no. Oh my goodness. Lynn Barber. No. It's okay. I'm literally racking my brain. This is good for me. Casting. <laughs> oh. It's okay. We don't Anywho, need her. Anywho, I I went in for her, and um, I'm trying to look on IMDb right now. Mm-hmm. She called me in, like the next day for something. Yeah. I ended wow. up not. I ended up not booking that. Then she called me in a week later. I ended yeah. up booking that, wow. and I was so nervous. I mm-hmm. when I got to set, I was it was on the Fox lot, and I remember like getting my hair and makeup done, my first LA gig, and I was sitting in the makeup chair, and I was I was embarrassed. I was I was like I was sweating puddles, mm-hmm. and I was praying, and I just. I did like the L- LA thing. Like it's totally okay in LA to be like, oh, will you like think a good thought for me? Like that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you will say like, will you pray for me? <laughs> You're yeah. a weirdo. Yeah. And so I remember I was just, she was like, oh, she's like, oh, you look so pretty. I'm like, thank you. I was like, will you just say a good thought for me? And she put her hand on my hand. She goes, I will pray for you. And she prayed wow. for me right there. Uh, that's so and, freaking cool. And I just remember like, oh, this is amazing. And to piggyback on that, a couple, it was a few months later, I'll never, God convicted me so hard. I was doing a few more workshops. I think it was for like to get a manager or something. And mm-hmm. um, I had booked, I think a couple other things in between that time. Maybe it was like a year after this. I can't remember, but I had booked a few things and this, um, you had like two minutes to say hi. And they ask you a few questions and they commented about, uh, my jobs and they said oh you booked time at your mother I was like yeah and I if you haven't noticed I kind of I kind of talk and ramble a lot and so I, I was it. like oh my gosh I did and I go yeah I just put it out I this is what I'm I cannot believe I'm saying this but I will admit this I go yeah I just put it out in the universe and I got it and I yeah. didn't like I mean I, I gave it to God I asked the Lord yeah. but I didn't say that to this person right. and I remember it was a few weeks later, the Lord convicted me. And he was like, why, why did you, why did you say that? Why didn't you give me the glory for this job? And I'm like, Oh my God, you're right. God, like, thank you. And so now I'm just always like, you know what? It came from God. Right. I think that one way too, that the enemy like kind of gets under our skin is convincing us that like saying like, yeah, I really prayed hard for that is going to like somehow offend somebody. Mm -hmm. But I just think that that's so silly. Like people, for the most part, especially people in the industry, like if we're going to adopt this like you do you attitude, then like Mm -hmm. people have to be okay with the fact that you decided to pray for a job that you got. Like I don't think – I think that that's kind of the the enemy working and being like, well, don't say that. Just say what everyone else says. Right. Um, Totally. Yeah. So that's – yeah, that's really cool. But that's so cool. Oh, gosh. I figured out the casting director, Marissa Ross. Marissa Ross. Oh yeah, from Car Car Cargie and Ross, Cargie and Ross. Yeah, for sure. Know yeah. exactly who you're talking about. I love it. Um, okay, this has been so fun. Okay, I'm gonna ask you one last question. Okay. Um, yay! This this is so fun. Okay, I'm trying to maybe tie it back into our our love theme. Okay. But, but okay. Um, 
what what is God teaching you about love right now? I don't know if that's romantic love or familial love or loving people in our in our industry, our community. Like, what are you learning about with love right now? Oh, you just made me cry. Sorry. Oh. Like, when I talk about God and the Holy Spirit, I'm just a weeper. Yeah. I think what God's teaching me is that it is okay and it is much needed to be okay with loving yourself. Mm. And I think it's, we hear that all the time, like in a, in a worldly viewpoint, yeah. but as Christians, I think we're brought up to be humble and, you know, not to take compliments and we don't want to, you know, have a big ego, but God, before we can really love anyone else, we have to love ourselves. Mm. And mm. so, and I am very, very mean to myself, especially this, this industry can bring you down and you can believe the lies of Satan. Um, either that, you know, being like, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough. or, And then you just sometimes start to hate yourself. And God yeah. does not want us to hate ourselves. He wants us to love ourselves. And so I'm really yeah. just working on loving myself. And when mm-hmm. I, and I'm working on it. Yeah. But I, I feel like we truly have to love ourselves before we can yeah. really give that love yeah. to others. That's so funny that you say that because I was talking to someone about this today because he was like, you're really bad at taking compliments. And I was like, ha ha. Yeah. And, (laughs) um, I think I was trying to articulate it or like kind of dissect that in my mind because I think you're totally right. Especially growing up in the church or growing up with faith. It's like we, there is this, like, I have to, my faith is to deny myself. It is like to Mm -hmm. deny my flesh and deny my sin. However, like, if you read any page of the Bible, any ounce of the Bible, like God's love for his, the people that created, that he created, like the flesh that he created is like overwhelming. Like he, and that's why I think we we need to strike this balance of like, we are God's workmanship. Like mm-hmm. I need, like I should love myself because God loves me. And if I'm trying to be like God, I got to love myself because God like loves me and created me and chose me. And that's so like beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I totally get what you're saying. I think I think I've adopted sort of this false um humility where it's like e- easier to deny anything that God like even if people like affirm what God is doing in my life, it's just hard to receive for some reason. I feel like we got something we got something wrong there cuz I I feel like I'm like, "Oh, I don't want it to be about me." Mm-hmm. You know. But then in turn, kind of like you, I end up really like having negative self-talk when God is mm-hmm. like, this isn't how I talk to you. Right. Um, so yeah, that's so beautiful. I'm glad you got emotional on that. <laughs> I love it in real time. Um, that's really sweet. Um, yeah, he really does love us. We're like his workmanship. We're his, he says that we are like temples of the Holy Spirit. That is cool. Oh, I love, yeah, I love yeah. that. Temples it's of the so Holy good. Spirit. Yeah, it's so awesome. Um, Angela, Thank you so much for coming on the show. I just had the best time. I feel like I was doing a talk show with a with a gal pal. <laughs> it was fun. It was so good. Yeah. Is there this is actually else? my first podcast. <gasps> no way. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, you have a great podcasting voice. Do you do like voiceover or anything? I feel like I like love no, listening to you. No, I was literally like listening to you and I'm like, why can't I sound that good? I mean, oh you know gosh, what? No. You, I have, but it's fine. I sound great. God you gave do. me this. Yes, girl. This high little voice that I love. I love it. Um, it's sweet. <laughs> so fun yay okay well any okay any way that our like listeners can be keeping up with your career following um kind of like what you've been up to I know that you're pretty active on social media and you do you have like some really fun highlights that talk about like things outside of the industry that you really like and I've loved like looking at your little prayer walk highlight where you're just kind of like Aww. jamming and praying on your walk so any way that like people can keep keep up with you well you can follow me on Instagram Come on. Yes. Um, the cool kids say it's my handle. It's yep. Ange, A-N-G Sprinkle. Love it. I've kind of switched over a little bit, which this was actually really hard to do. Um, I, I've switched it over from just being like actory, like, hey, this yeah. is my face, to more of doing home design. Um, stuff which I honestly I was so scared to do this because I'm like oh no my identities and being an actor but that's not right. my identities in God yeah Amen. so since COVID hit I've kind of taken up some DIY stuff and so that's what I do it's kind of my 
I'm healing through creating, not just through acting, but in all areas of my life. And yes, struggling with imperfection, but healing through creating. That's kind of my my motto. I love that. That's so beautiful. Healing through creating. So it's like healing, healing, like kind of healing what is broken with bringing something new into the world. Like how cool is that? Mm -hmm. It's really beautiful. It is. So So that's been therapeutic for me, especially, you know, in a year that's not, that hasn't been very busy last year. I mean, I did, I booked two things last year and, you know, felt like I was in a desert, but so I kind of took that up. Right. That's so cool. Yay. Oh, well, you're the, you're the best. We're so excited that you you came on the show. Um, Yeah. And we'll hopefully like talk to you soon. Keep up to date with you. Thank you. Yay. Do you mind if I just end, do you mind if I ended it with a prayer? Oh, please do. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now, Lord. I thank you so much for everything that you've done and continue to do. I thank you for Emma Lord for inviting me on her podcast, Lord. I just pray for um, the individuals who are listening to this, Lord, the individuals, the subject matter of our podcast was love, Lord. If that is with an individual mm-hmm. or with you, I pray that they receive the love that you have for them right there, yeah. right now in this moment. I pray for the individuals who are struggling, Lord, that you will meet them in this moment, that they will just have an encounter with you, mm-hmm. that they will just feel and sense your love surrounding them, that you you are our father. And I pray that you just that you just pick us up in your arms and just hold us tightly there and let us to know that it will be okay through the trials and the struggles. In your name we pray, amen. Ugh, amen. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe. We release new episodes the first and third Monday of the month. For more information on what we're up to, follow us on Instagram at inwaybway.com.